Hello, family, and welcome to the Draft Day Show, hosted by yours truly, Johnny J. Jr. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and Breaker. Also via Spotify, you can check out my website at draftdayministers.com, where you get exclusive content on all blogs concerning each episode. This is Season 2, Episode 3, where we have titled it Part 2 slash Oxymoron. We have a great discussion with my bros in Christ, Tori Hayes and John Banks. Pray you enjoy. With the number one pick goes to the ex-clubber. With the number one pick goes to the ex-smoker. With the number one pick goes to the ex-fornicator. With the number one pick goes to the ex-Buddhist. With the number one pick goes to the ex-Muslim. With the number one pick goes out to the ex-shrung out. With the number one pick goes out to the ex-homosexual. With the number one pick goes to the ex I don't know what to believe. We present these testimonies of coming into our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We present to many, we present to some, we present to all, we present to a few. If there's only one, we present to you draft day. Be blessed. Okay, so these are just a couple of scriptures uh, that I want to read uh, before we finish our discussion or go into our part two of the discussion. And I kind of want to make sure that we keep it, you know, sound biblically, which we have, but we don't want people to hear us. And uh, they just get this perception of, uh, well, that's just their opinion. It turns into philosophy. So we want to keep with the same concept. So there's a couple of scriptures, like I said, I want to read that uh, stood out to me. Uh, the first one is coming out of Revelation 20 and 12. It says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And uh, I also want to see this other scriptures coming out of uh, Revelation. Well, a few of them are. Revelation 21, verse 27. It says, And there shall no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever work an abomination or make it a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's another scripture. Uh, on our side, it's telling us what can get in. You know, we already read Galatians earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revelation 20, verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And uh, this other one I want to read. Let me see if I can get to it. It's coming out of the Old Testament. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm on John's phone. It's like my phone. So I see it. I got it. Uh, let it load up. It's coming out of the book of Numbers, chapter 16, verse 32. And uh, this is the God chosen because I know most people are going to say, well, I'm a good person. And I'm a this and I'm a that. And, you know, I know God loves me. And that is true. God does love us. But well, that's, that's even see because we try to get in God's mind and we can't do that. So this is what God did to, to some of his people. It says, I'm, I'm going to start at verse, verse 30. But if the Lord make a new thing and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. Y'all go back and read them. 31 says, And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking, all these words that the ground clave asunder that was under them. In the last verse, 32, 
And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertain unto Korah and all their gods. I mean, so these scriptures are clearly uh, on our side, backing us up to uh, disobedience against God, things that uh, go and contrary to his word. And God, like we say, is a just God. God is a God of fairness. And so it's not fair for somebody to live right. And you do what you want, and y'all both get the same reward. So it is a matter of reward. It's just a matter you get to choose your reward, and that's the awesome thing. You know, I mean, God is loving enough that he allows you to choose your own reward. Uh -huh. he's, he's guaranteed the victory. He's guaranteed the championship. You know, it's up to us to choose. And so uh, right quick, because I just want to add something else, too, before we go to touring. Uh, I think it's a matter to me is uh, about the hell. Enough people to me don't want heaven. To me, that's the biggest issue for me. Because uh, I feel like if more people were on in heaven, they would run more from hell. Uh, and there's too many people want heaven on earth. And so if I want a heaven on earth, then why should I be scared of a hell? And why should I want heaven eternally? So so many people are trying to get a mansion now. They don't want the eternal mansion. Some people are trying to get all of their accolades now. So, again, they're not looking towards the accolades from, from God and getting mm -hmm. the crown and getting the well done because they trying to get that now. Right. And so when you put that in perspective, it's easy to say, well, we living in hell on earth. And it's easy to say, well, how can it be a hell when you're trying to obtain everything in the natural? And as we can see, everything is fading. I mean, right. we saw with the pandemic, I mean, a whole NBA shut down, NFL shut down. And these are billion-dollar corporations. They had to make changes. So mm -hmm. that lets you know that. I mean, God's going he's gonna to get the final say-so. Even when COVID died, that was a shock. I mean, so God reminds people that the greatest of the greatest, the elite of the elite, they all got to bow to me, that he's in full control. And so from my perspective, I feel like people don't want heaven enough. And as y'all made the case, they don't want to crucify the flesh enough or they don't want to choose freedom enough in order to be, in order to make that choice against hell. Uh, so I just, like I said, I wanted to read those scriptures uh, to kind of get more perspective of why we were saying what we were saying. And so now we'll open the floor back up to Tori to kind of uh, go on to explain what he was going to say. Okay, I, ju I just want to talk to the people that uh, has the question um, that says, why do I need God? Why do I need God? Um, if we think on the deep, if we just think on the regular level, a deeper level. Why do we need God? God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. God is the creator of all things in this earth. And to bring it down to us, God is the creator of us, our, our very souls. Like God is strategic. He made us specifically uh, for himself, as the Bible says, for, for, for his pleasure. You know, so God strategically made us, every intricate part of us, from, from our crown of our head to the soles of our feet, from the inside out. So what more should else we, we need to know that why do we need God? And the Bible tells us, in God we live, move, and have yeah, our being. Yeah. Live, move, and have our being. So let me ask you this question. Why do you need food? Why do you need water? See, food helps to sustain us. Water, we can't go a certain time without water. Or if we do, we can't make it. So how much more the God of the world, the God of the universe, the one who created heaven and the earth, the one who created all these things that we see, things seen and unseen, we know that there has to be a, a, a creator 
to, 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 to strategically make these things that we can't explain, our bodies, our nervous system, all of these things. So what's, what, what tells us that we don't need a God like that? Let's go back to the scripture. We live in God. We live, move, and have our being. Okay. So, if God wasn't in control, we couldn't get up in the morning. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning. Uh, it takes God to wake us up. It takes God to breathe the breath of life that is within us, to call, let, allow us to breathe. Allow us to move, allow us to go about our day, allow us to drive our cars, allow us to speak and have a conversation with one another. It takes God to do all those things. We cannot do anything on our own. And when we come to the realization that we cannot live this life one second without the help of God, then we can come and understand deeper why do we need God in this earth. God is us, God is, he, God created us to worship him. So we have to come to the understanding that going in this earth, we need to be dependent on the God that created us, that knows every intricate thing about us. God put in our hearts that void. Many of us have a void that's missing something. When we're not in God, when we're in the world, we're doing the things that we want to do, things to please the flesh. Uh, we're going about life how we want to go about it, but we will come to understand that no matter how much fun we try to have, no matter how much uh, pleasures we get ourselves into and try to please ourselves and make ourselves happy, there is always going to be this void that's missing. Right. And I can give an account to this in my own life. When I was in sin... I was in sin. Now, we understand that there's pleasure in sin. There's things that you love to do. You love uh, to engage in things because the, the sin does has pleasure. But the Bible tells us that pleasure, the sin, the pleasures of sin is only for a season. And, and these things is one day is going to pass away. We need something inside of us that's going to sustain forever. And, and, and this flesh, we know uh, one day we have to die. We have to leave here. And we have to go somewhere. We have to leave this earth. So we have to understand this God that created us, he, has, he had to create us for a certain reason. What is the reason that God created us? He gave us that thing in the word. He created, he created us to worship him. Not to, not to please ourselves. We didn't come in the world to please ourselves, to to. To um, do everything that we want to do. That's why he is our head. That's why he created us. Because we have someone to answer to. You know, if we go on our own path. That path of our own understanding. Leaning to what we want to do. That's going to lead us to destruction. That's going to lead us on a path of just pleasing ourselves. Pleasing this flesh. And we know the Bible tells us there's no good thing in this flesh. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you try to please this flesh, I don't care how much you try to please it, mm -hmm. it's never going to be satisfied. And this is in, in the word of God. You, can, you got people that are millionaires and billionaires. Why don't they get satisfied with being a billionaire? Why don't they sat, get satisfied with being a millionaire? Because the thing is, money doesn't equal happiness. You have million, millionaires and billionaires, they're committing suicide. And we're hearing about this 
all the time. Like, why would these people commit suicide? They got everything they ever wanted. They can buy what they want. They can do what they can go where they want to go and do what they want to do. But yet these people are still not satisfied. So you need we need to answer this question. Like, why are these people not satisfied? They, they seem to have everything that they want in this world, all the pleasures, all the uh, riches, everything that they could, that they hearts desire. If, if, we, if we believe that these things can make them happy, these people would be happy. There would be no suicides of the rich. There would be no unhappiness and miserable uh, people that has money. All of these people would be happy, but we clearly see that that's not the case. We need to understand the happiness only comes, true happiness and joy only comes from understanding who God is right. and what he created us for. So, so when we put this together, we understand that only through God, only uh, following God and only understanding who he is as God, the holy, the one that we should reverence and look to as this is the creator of all things. Then we can understand who he truly is, the loving God that he is, the merciful God that he is. Because many of us have done so many things. We've sinned. We've sinned and, and we've done some horrible things that we don't even want to speak of. But yet God wake us up another morning. The Bible says that he gives new mercies every morning. You have those that curse God. Mm -hmm. You have those that um, say so many horrible things, don't even believe in God, say there is no God. But God has the audacity to wake this person up the next morning. And continue, continue to give them the grace to live another day. What loving God, what, what person can, 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 can extend his grace to somebody that's uh, cursing him and not believing in him? This is a loving God. And this shows you how much we need God in this earth. We cannot go, we cannot live this earth on our own accord and, and, and be able to make it. Um, at the end of at the end of our life, without God and, and and everything be, you know, and be in good standing with Him, mm -hmm. we have to come to the decision, the important decision, like, can I make it on my own? Am I truly happy on the inside, uh, or or is there still a void missing in our lives? Is there still something there that tells me that this is not all that's to life? You know, we have to come to that realization. Like, am I truly inside happy with what's happening inside of me? Is, is this is all life is? Just living to please myself? Living to, to, to just do things my way? But we have to come to that realization one day. We have to come to that important decision. We have to make that important decision. We all have to come to that decision where it's either, it's, this is it. Or there really is a loving God. There really is a, a, a God out there that's willing to love me and really to take me in and, and, and to change me. And, and, and there is a loving God. If we come to it, 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 it was built on the inside of us to know that there is a God. There is a God. There is a supernatural being that created you and me. And one day we all going to have to face that hard truth. That's what's battling on the inside of many of you. Battling inside like you have this 
uh, like, is there a God? Like, what? Like, you having all these questions come to you, like, trying to understand, like, what what is our purpose on this earth? God put that in us because the in the depthness thing that's inside of us yearns for God, yearns for the relationship of God, yearns for wanting uh closeness with Him, our Creator. The one who made us, the one who, who brought us into this world, who strategically made us with uh, his knowledge and his understanding. So why shouldn't we want to go to this God? This God that knows everything about us. Why should we think that we can do things on our own and our own accord? We can't. We cannot live this life without the fellowship of God. That's only going to lead us to destruction. Satan is waiting. There's a real devil. There's many people think uh, a lot of uh, what the Bible says is fairy tale, but I'm telling you, there's a real devil and spirits in this world that want to cause us to to be lost, to to not believe in God, to to not think that God is real, so that we can be lost, and so that we can one day, you know, not make it to 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 see our Creator. And that's the forces of evil working in our lives. So we just have to, as my brother John said, we just have to come to the uh, decision when they come to thinking like um, um, God is God is real. God is real. And we have to make that important decision whether we're going to... Um, Serve him or not. God will give us the understanding on what we need to know. We don't know everything when we go, come to him. But God will give us the insight. If you have an open heart, a pure heart, to want to know the truth and God will reveal it to you. So I just want to speak that to out to whoever's listening. Uh, if you have that question about is God real, do open yourself up to God. Talk to him. Go to him for yourself. Get, get, get the answer. A sure answer from him, and he will answer you if you have a sincere and pure heart. Because God is real, and we do need him every day. And I will leave that with you. Okay. Good. Before we finish this off, we're going to let John, uh, we'll let John finish it off for us. But I want to just add this. Uh, that scripture you gave, Bible uh, said, for him we live and move. Uh, I looked it up, Acts 17 and 28. Uh, we just want to read again for all biblical purposes. So when people hear it, they jotted now. They might need to go back. We want to make sure that, again, that we're not Socrates. We're not Plato. This is all biblically sound. Amen. And to give people the truth. And uh, it reads, For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we also is offspring. So Paul was saying, look, even y'all have said about some people that, you know, we need this God because we know the history behind when Paul was in the book of Acts. They were very superstitious. They were just, they had the inscription to the unknown God. So they had a belief in, in God, mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't have the true and living God. And so that's where we as believers come into the player and, and say that, like, you believe in a higher power, which is great. And in reality, not to make it a racial thing, but we know especially when it's in the black community, not most black people are atheists. You ain't gonna, how many times have you ran into a black atheist that don't believe in some type of higher power? Mm -hmm. Can you think of one? Hi. Probably can't think. Think wow. about it. You've never really ran into one. You sure? Uh, so they believe in some type of God, uh, eternal, yeah. right? right. Uh, of course, we know the issue is uh, Acts 4 and 12, no name under heaven, given no, unto man, right. whereby we, we must, must be, be saved. saved. Right. And so, like I said, we'll let uh, uh, John finish. Because I, I, 
like as y'all were talking, just ideas keep going. Right. It ain't trying yeah. to be here four days. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so we we'll, we'll title this one probably. I'm thinking. Uh, well, I say that for a special. I say though. But we'll let John finish it off and uh, kind of just explain because uh, Tori got into it saying why we need God. And what came to my mind was the creator. Uh, creator. Wow. Wow. Uh, when you have a creator, like think about if you create something, you're the manufacturer. Of it. So that right. means you built it, you designed it, you're the architect. No yeah. That means you also get to place the rules on it. Right. This is how I want it to run. I mean, I mean you were talking on the way wow. up here. Right. Uh, when you give a, a robot, you know, when you program the robot, the robot wants you to do this. If you say anything other than that, the robot is not going to do it. So when I train people at work, I tell them, when you train your words, I need you not to say anything else but what she's telling you. Because mm-hmm. if you come with any type of Ebonics, yeah, man, no, yeah. for sure, yeah. she's not going to respond. Oh, she's right, a right, robot. Right. She is control, and she's only going to do what the programmer told wow. her to do. Right. So you think about it in the same sense with the creator of God. Now, we got this eternal God. He's created you. Only good thing is he didn't make you a robot. Mm-hmm. But he still has a manual guide and say, this is what I need. And I ain't giving you nothing. Nothing else is coming within this function unless mm-hmm. the instructions are, 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 are done how I've, wow. how I've done it. So, like I said, we'll wrap it up with John. Kind of how do I want to put this? Kind of just, uh, as Tori gave us the creation role of it, kind of give us the, uh, basically just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know a, a specific way to do it. We just kind of come to cut the top of us off, uh, finish it off from your creation perspective and maybe, uh, maybe a personal testimony or Whatever, however God will lead you, because like I don't have the fancy, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. analogy. Yeah. Well, I know we talked about um, about creating, right? Yeah. So whenever you create something, and or you come up with an idea, and then it, and that idea start to manifest, and that's the creating, the creation part of it. Yeah. And how people say, yeah, this is my whatever whatever their thing is. So if it's music, yeah. say they say this album is my baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if they come up with some type of like 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 here like this podcast, yeah. this podcast or this thing, it would be your baby. Okay. And so you're going to take care of whatever yeah, you yeah. created right, right, to right. be. So you created this thing, mm-hmm. and you want it to continue to grow. Gotcha. And you want it to acknowledge that, hey, I put my seal on this. Mm-hmm. I put my stamp on this. Mm-hmm. This is my creation. I am proud of this. I love this thing. I'm going to put everything that I am into this. Right, right. But that's how God sees us. We are his creation. We are his babies. We have his stamp of approval. We have his stamp. Because he said, let us make men into our image and after our no likeness. likeness. Mm-hmm. So everything that we are, God is. And everything that we need, God will provide. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we look at it from that perspective, when we are in need of something, we can go to God for it. And no one else and nothing else. Everything that we need, we need to go to the creator for because he created all things, everything that we need. And the problem sometimes is just like how Satan presented Eve with something. Mm -hmm. He's going to present us with something Something, because to fill that empty void. But Satan trying to fill a void with something knowing knowingly that that void that you're seeking to fill cannot be filled with his methods. Right, right. 
The only thing that can fill a void is the presence of God. It's God himself. Right. He can fill that void. So anything that he gives, God fills that void. Right. So we don't have to go out looking elsewhere. Right. We don't have to look for it in alcohol. We don't have to look for it in drugs. We don't have to look for it through sex. Mm -hmm. We don't have to look for it through other people. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets us in trouble a lot of times when we go outside the means of God. When we go outside what things were intended for us to have. Mm -hmm. And everything that in his, God intends for us to have if, is in his holy scriptures. Mm -hmm. Those are, that is called the Bible for a reason. This is for us. It is, it is tailored for us, his children. God, when he, when you when you open the that Bible to read, it's talking to you specifically, okay. not to anyone else. Although it applies to everyone, but when you open it up, that's a mirror, and you're looking at yourself. I'm not when I read this word, I am in search for something. Right. I am in search because the answers that I'm looking for it cannot be found nowhere else because mm -hmm. I've tried that. I've tried. Yeah. I've done that. I did that before, and it yielded me no results. No right. results. But it got me nowhere fast. And it has gotten a lot of people in trouble and that they cannot get out of. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when, they, when, they're, when they, they came to meet God face-to-face -face in judgment, they were faced with one or two things, whether they were sent to hell for all eternity or they with him. Mm-hmm. And, and based off how we live our life, based off how we went seeking for whatever it is that we were seeking, right. how do we go about doing that? Because many of us, and we, and this is no way in form of judging anyone, right? Because we all have had things that we are not proud of. Mm -hmm. We all did things. We're all struggling with things. We, some of us are dealing with things right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. But when your, whatever your struggle is, how are you dealing with that? Are you going to God in prayer? Or are you going out some other vice to kind of get that fulfillment there? Mm -hmm. And then every time but you'll get that, if you go outside of God, you have, you have to keep going back to it. Hoping that it will give you something, some type of love, mm -hmm. some type of satisfaction. Because at the end of the day, everyone seeks for one thing, and that is love. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us clear as day that God is love. And the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Yeah. Joy. And Jesus said all the, all of the commandments have been wrapped up into how many? It's to love your neighbor as yourself love, and to love, love the God. Lord with everything you have. Mm -hmm. With all your might, put everything that you have into loving God. Because when you love him and when you when you strive to go after God and when you strive to do what's right, God will make your enemies be at peace with you. Mm -hmm. he, will, he will fill you up spiritually so. He will do those things for you. Why? Because you are his baby. You are his creation and he's going to take care of you. But it doesn't make a parent feel good when they seek invalidation and love by another means. Mm -hmm.
We pray you've been enjoying the show thus far, and we hate to cut a pause in it, but we just want to take a brief intermission with what we call Words from Our Leader. Thank you. Hey, somebody entered into that place right now, even as we stand in the dark. Somebody closed their eye, took their last breath. The Bible said when the rich man, when Lazarus died, the angels came and got him and took him to Abraham's book. But when the rich man died, what did he say? In hell, he lifted his eyes. In hell, he lifted his eyes. And I think about that sometimes. I could have been in hell right now. You know, for all of the, the craziness and the foolishness and the things that I did, and then ba- mostly basically because I didn't know Jesus. That's why people go to hell, because they don't know Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen. This is a condemnation. The men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Amen? Other than them. Gotcha. If you are a parent and your child to go seeking love elsewhere other than when they other than home, other than you, because guess what? God has blessed you with that child that you created a child by ways of him, but you know, and that child go and love someone else as if that person is their creator mm-hmm. and not me. How would that make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although most of us are not, you know, some of us are not like parents biologically or what have you. Yeah. But however, but when you have somebody and, and they just go out and pretend like, hey, you're not it. I'm going to push you off to the side, but I'm going to go love somebody else. someone somebody else. else. Yeah, right. And if that's the case, then you go in. And so God, will, what he would do is if that's what you want, then you go ahead and have it. Right. You already made your choice because what we talked about earlier about free will, that was your choice. Your choice. He's not going to force you to love him. Right. He's not going to force you to believe in him. Mm-hmm. He's not going to force you to obey him. Overall, he presented you with your options. Or the world may present you with an with yeah. the, with the option. And he presented you with a option, the option, the, I would uh, say. Yeah. Yeah, the right. option, because it's no it's no it's only but one way. Yeah, one yeah. way. It's only one way. So you gotta be careful with that A and D, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful with that yeah, one. Yeah. But when Satan offer you, he offer you a way. way. Yeah, he offer you. And there's many ways that's gonna lead to this death. Right. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us how the the the, the path to hell is what? Broad, it's broad. Deep, <laughs> it's wide. Everyone is doing it. Yeah. But to the but the but the path of God is very narrow. It's, it's straight. Way. And it's only one way. It's only one way. So then there we have to make a decision. You know, you ask yourself why. I've learned this over my time with the Lord, and it's all about your intentions. Yeah, right? So it's like, why are you doing this thing? What is what is the purpose of you seeking after um, other means other than God? What is the purpose? You know, because sometimes you're trying to figure out, or you're trying to you're trying to uh, find love, you're trying to find peace, you're trying to find some type of happiness. That's why a lot of us, whether we doing that currently or we've done it in the past, or at some point in time, we may do that, meaning that we may go out looking for um, love or acceptance with alcohol or some type with sex. Because when we read the uh, scripture in Galatians 5, when they're talking about the things of the flesh, it named off two things first of all. 
Which way? Adultery, Adultery fornication. and fornication. And lasciviousness. And lasciviousness. Unclean. Those four things is pretty much all. You can say they're almost one and the same. You can almost say they're like they're almost one and the same because adultery, because you're talking about, first of all, God is talking about in order for, you know, to, to be intimate, you mm -hmm. need, you know, as far as like physically, mm -hmm. you need to be married mm -hmm. first and foremost. But if you go outside of that covenant, then that's adultery and that's, and that's something that the Lord do not like. Then if you're a single and then you go out and have sex, that's fornication. There are so many different things as it relates to the physical act of love that will lead people to hell. Because now you're lusting, you're you're having all these thoughts and you're acting upon these things. And now you have been now you in the grip of Satan. Lust is one of the most hardest things to get deliverance from. Stronghold. That stronghold is mm. strong. That's why, you know, uh, when Satan tempt us and he knows that you love apple pie, right? He's not going to come with the peach cobbler. He's not going to come with the slice of cake because he knows that he, he, it's not like he don't know what your appetite is. Mm -hmm. What he's going to do, he's going to come with that apple pie. He may put some ice cream over it. He may uh, put a little caramel over it to make it even a little bit more enticing just to lure you. Then once he got you, then that, 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 that stronghold is, is something mightily. You have to go through so much fasting and praying just to get yourself free from any type of an addiction, mm -hmm. and especially as it relates to sex. Mm -hmm. So when we, we have to be careful exactly where we're going to get some type of acceptance from, what type of love from, where we're going to get those things from, because God can supply our every need according to his riches and according to his glory. And we cannot go anywhere else outside of those bounds. Mm -hmm. And then if we do, we just got contaminated. In order to make it into the kingdom, we have to be clean. We have to be set apart. We cannot love this world and then love God at the same time. It does not work like that. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. You know, God is going to take us out of this place. Whether or not, whether it's before we die, before he actually breaks the clouds mm -hmm. or he breaks the clouds. And, you know, and you go one of two ways, one of ways. Right. Right, right. But in this walk, I, I do understand that you have times where you get discouraged. Mm -hmm. I know there are times where um we fought all we fought, you know, things that we can fight, right? Because we just losing strength now because we just been fighting so much and we just give up. And, you know, I've been there before. I you know I, I've went through a season where I gave up on God. I went through a season where I said, I'm just tired of this. I'm just, it's just so many things coming at me. Mm -hmm. And I just, the next year you know, I just, I stopped praying. I stopped reading my word. I stopped doing things that I normally would do for God. And then you know it, I was out there in the world. Mm -hmm. But you know how God reeled me back in? Because he loved me so much. Some people may think it may be extreme. But extreme was needed for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know about anybody else. But extreme at that time was needed for me. Because God told me I had to make a choice. If I did not, then I was going to die and go to hell.
He sent the prophet my way and said, if I don't stop, if I did not get back into him, that I was going to, that I was going to die. And he said, and he said that Satan was trying to take you out through a car accident. And I was like, oh man, okay, whatever, okay. You know, and you know, a prophet came to me just, I didn't know him and he just told me everything because I was, I was, I was hurt, mm -hmm. you know? And when you acting out of hurt, you do things out of hurt. Mm -hmm. And one day on my way to work, I was driving and I was at this red light. And the light turned green. And I looked to my left. I didn't see anything coming. And as soon as I proceeded out into the road, this 18-wheeler ran a red light. I was literally less than a second off from being hit from an 18-wheeler going 60 miles an hour from my vehicle. At that moment, I stopped. And I was, and I, 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 I was shook up for a moment. And I was like, thank, thank you, Lord. Because I was still in disobedience. Mm -hmm. And just like how uh, John John mentioned earlier, that whatever God told you to do and you don't do it, that's obedient. That's disobedient. It, that may not apply to you because God did not tell you. Mm -hmm. He told this person. But God told me to get right. But yet I was still carrying that hurt. And then I almost could have died at that moment. An 18-wheeler going at the speed. Right, going at the speed that it was going. Be and I was literally less a second off. You know how much a second is? Off from being hit head on. On my side, I could have died then, and I would have been in hell. I thank God every day that there have been many times that everyone, like when I get to that place again, where that, what I, what I mean by that place, I mean, where I, <clears throat> where the accident could have yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. I think about that moment. Even though I'll take a little bit more caution now before I, you know, drive out, you know, after that moment, it's like, I was on my way to work and I, you know, but at that moment I knew then it's like, you know what? I need to get back right with God. Whatever that I was dealing with, let me hand it over to him and not going by other means of, you know, where this hurt is, because if you're hurting on the inside, you need to go to God with that hurt. Even if, even if it is about God, go to him about the hurt because he is the one is going to heal you. He is the one that's going to heal you. And those the people who have been in Christ and you no longer in Christ and that you backslid and you and you know and, and, and you just said, you know, I had enough. Mm. This wasn't this wasn't it. You know, uh, uh, and you carrying a lot of church hurt. You like you carrying all different types of hurt on the inside, God is calling you back home. At this moment, at this moment right now, if you hear, if you honor the sound of my voice, repent. Just like I did, repent. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I experienced. I could have been in hell right now and mm -hmm. people would have been at my funeral thinking Putting I went to heaven. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I was saved. But no one knew I backslid. Yeah. No one knew I backslid. But, you know, on the surface level, you, th you thought that I was saved. You still looked upon And I still looked at everything else. Yeah. But God knew my heart, and I knew what was in my heart. Mm -hmm. And I would have been in hell, being tormented, yeah. day and night. The Bible said there is no rest no for the rest. wicked. 
And there is no rest at all if you go into hell. None. Not even a second. There's, there's, a, there's torment after torment. There's many different testimonies of people who have experienced hell. And God allowed them to experience that. And they say those people are screaming at the top of their lungs constantly. And they're being tormented. And the stench, it's just, it just horrific. And this is not to scare anyone, but just to bring awareness. awareness yeah. It's to educate you. It is to educate you. So whatever you're dealing with, I mean, even right now, just start repenting, asking the Lord to forgive you. Lord, forgive me. That's me. We talk. So right. Hard. Because you don't know exactly when that moment for you is going to be. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us, um, what's uh, I can't think of the book right now, but our life is just but a vapor. James, I think. Yeah, James it's just James. but a vapor. You know how long vapors depend on what it is like at they have different spans. Mm -hmm. Some vapors last longer than others. Mm -hmm. But however, it doesn't last longer than two, three minutes, if that. You want to say if that? Yeah. If that. But vapors is gone. But people are dying every day without Christ. People are dying every day with Christ. Mm -hmm. But to this day, ask yourself, if I were to die today, if the Lord were to call me, and it was my time to meet with them. Where would I be? Where would I stand? Because at that moment when I was going to get hit by that 18-wheeler, I was going to be on the left side. Mm -hmm. Satan would have had me. And that's exactly what he wants. Mm -hmm. He wants, because he's trying to get back at God mm -hmm. for something that he did. Yeah. He didn't want to take accountability that he stood prideful and tried to take down the kingdom of God. That he thought he can rise above God. He don't want to take, but so now he's trying to get back at God by taking his babies, by taking his children, his creation. So before I close, just take an account of what is in your heart, whether you have unforgiveness in your heart, whether you have hurt, pain, um, whatever it is that's keeping you away from the true and living God. Just give it over to him. Cast all your burdens upon him because he cares for you. He loves you so much that he's sending anyone and everyone your way to tell you about his son, Jesus Christ. Because guess what? There's no one coming back from the dead to tell you this right here because God, God told the rich man, mm -hmm. you know, he, you know, they have Lazarus and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Now, he may give people testimonies of an out-of-body experience, and then they come back or whatever, and they, and they say, hey, I experienced hell, and this was the case. He allowed that to happen, especially in the times that we're in now. But if so, but he's not talking to anybody who actually came, you know, I, uh, just actually buried, and then they, they, you know, they come back saying, hey, you know, don't come to this place. No. People, he giving his servants, his prophets, the, um, the words, testimonies, and everything else to keep you from going to hell, from keep you from going to hell. And, you know, I don't want to keep rambling, but that's all I have. But just whatever it is that you have going in your life, give it over to Jesus. Amen. Just give it over to him. It's not hard. We make it hard because sometimes we, we truly, if you think about it, you don't want to give it up just yet. No. 
But when you get to a place where you really want to give it up, when you have a made up mind, you're going to do it. When your mind is fully made up, you're going to do it. But that's all I have. Okay. Uh, there's nothing really too much to add to that. And uh, just, I'm going to say a quick prayer before we end it. And I just, as you were saying, it was like seeking outside sources. And uh, even in the terms of what we call the big sin, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it could be the weight. Uh, like I said, leaving God and seeking a, another way to get that type of pleasure. Because mm-hmm. reading the Bible ain't giving you the pleasure. Uh, we know fasting ain't going to give you the cuts to crucify. <laughs> right. uh, so you, like you said, seeking those outside sources, uh, whether it be what we consider the uh, the the detrifying sin or whether it's just the, the simple thing of, uh, I know with me, maybe too much TV, maybe too much basketball. Mm-hmm. So the things that we look at on a minor level, you know, you, you get so much pleasure going to a Grizzly game, but mm-hmm. then when it's time to get up for service, uh, right. I'm going to go. On go. Oh. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pressing my way. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but you taking time off or you, you got full energy to do what you want to do. So uh, that, to me, that stood out. And I think uh, when you said the presence of God, I think one of the biggest torments of here would be away from the presence mm-hmm. of God. Right. And if you think about it now, I remember early in my salvation, a lot of times what the Lord would do, when I knew I needed to pray like I need, when I wasn't praying like I needed to, what God would allow he was like a form of torment. And I know it's hard to, to fathom. Like So whenever the enemy would come in and oppress, it would, it would just be, I'm talking about, it would be so bad to where I would actually want a physical sickness. But as I got older, I learned it was God allowing it because I wasn't mm-hmm. praying like I needed, wasn't in the Word. And it took me to a place where, right. Lord, I'm, I'm dealing with something in the mind. Let me get in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So if I dealt with that mind of torment in the natural, imagine how much more you deal with that in the eternal. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you won't be able to go into the presence of God. You no. won't be able to pray to Jesus. You won't be able to mm-hmm. say, God, take deliver me, God, take this away, and then get in that overwhelming peace. Mm-hmm. Whether you need to just cry it out, whether you just got to shout it out, whether you got to mm-hmm. holler it out, whether you got to dance it up. Right. Mm-hmm. You won't have that opportunity in hell right. to mm-hmm. do any of that. So Man. to me, that's probably the biggest torment of hell. Uh, not being able to say a God and God being able because now He's hearing us. Now He's you know go boldly to the throne of grace. But all oh, that was good, and mm-hmm. we just want to say a quick prayer. I'm gonna say a quick prayer and uh, just pray that somebody's changed. So Lord, we just thank you um, for this opportunity. We thank you for being a vessel to you. We first ask for forgiveness of anything that we have said or done. God, you ask that you would help us to uh, stay in you, to stay strong. Uh, to Lord, whatever we need to give up, give us the strength to give it up. And God, just continue to use us as a vessel, as a light, to stay before you, uh, to be able to preach your word and to maneuver it, but most importantly, live it for ourselves. For this is an individual matter, oh God. And when we stand before you, oh God, it'll just be us and you, oh God. And we want to give an account for the good things done uh, unto you according to your word. And God, we just ask that anybody that listens, uh, whoever they are, wherever they are, white, black, no matter the race, no matter the culture, uh, male, female, children. God, we ask that you would sincerely open their heart, open their minds, give them the understanding, oh God. Lord, we pray that we made it simple. We pray that we made it plain, oh God. For Lord, we didn't do this out of arrogance. We didn't do it to condemn. Lord, we didn't do it to judge, oh God. Well, we did it to open up people's understanding. We did it from a sincere heart. Lord, we did it from a pure heart. And we pray what's from the heart reaches the heart, oh God. And we just pray that a soul would truly, God, not just out of cliche, but Lord, truly be set free, truly be delivered, oh God. Truly never be the same ever, ever again. For God, we don't want them to stand before God 
and they hear those uh, horrible words of God, depart from me, for I never knew you, O God. Lord, to have a God that created us and to tell us that even though I created you, I never knew you, O God. So, God, we ask that you would deliver us, yes, set us free. Yes, God. Lord, any addiction, O God. Yes, Lord. God, you are more than able, O God. You're the God that split the Red Sea. How much more can you take away an addiction, O God? Any struggle of sin, any struggle right. in the yes, mind, Lord. God, unforgiveness is real, O God. So, Lord, yes, if we're Lord. struggling with unforgiveness, O God. Lord, you said if we don't forgive, you won't forgive us, O right. God. Yes, Lord. Lord, help us to forgive. Yes, Lord, Lord, any hurt, any pain, anything that happened in our childhood, O God. Lord, give us the people to be around. Give us the strength, O God, that will help us to cope with any Anything foul that happened to us, anything that was done to us, anything somebody might have said, Lord God, because, you know, words hurt also. So, God, just help us to deal with those things, those anger issues, oh, God, those yes, father Lord. issues, yes, those Lord. family issues, yes, oh, yes, God. Lord. Lord, we ask that you will look on uh, just the domestic, the husband and wife issues, yes, children God. issues, oh, yes, God. That you will strengthen us, oh God. Give us a bond, oh God. Yes, so that we don't carry these hurts, as our brother said. That we will know our creator, as our other brother said. Yes, so that God, if we come to the creator, he can deliver us from all of these things. Yes. That the enemy wants to destroy us with, oh God. And Lord, we just pray for our safety. We pray for our well-being. And God, we'll just be so careful to give you all the glory and the honor. In thy son Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.